150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 26. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. So The Fifth Seal is a podcast to bring awareness and prayer for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. For about 10 years, I've been counting down the top 30 countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch List. Over the last couple of years, I extended that to a year-long uh, counting down of the top 50 countries. So from January to October, I count down from 50 to number 31 twice a month, uh, do episodes on that. And then through the month of November, because I dubbed it Persecuted Church Awareness Month, I count down the top 30 countries on that Open Door USA's Open Doors USA's World Watch List, where where persecution is worse for Christians because of their faith in Christ. So it is a countdown, which is why the episode numbers go backwards. Yesterday was episode 27, today is 26, tomorrow will be 25, and so on until we get to number one, which is the worst country uh, for Christians according to the persecution that they endure because of their faith in Christ. So all that being said, it is Friday, November 5th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. Reviving an antiquated rule from Nigeria's years under military dictatorship, Nigeria's governor Nasil El Rufai has reintroduced the religious preaching edict of 1984. The renewed regulation criminalizes preaching with, without authorization and aims to control not only who can preach, but also the content of their sermon. The legislation empowers an interfaith preaching regulatory council to implement the to implement the regulations, quote, anyone who doesn't follow this procedure and begins to preach without authorization will be liable to pay a fine and may even be in prison, unquote. El Rufai said in an interview, justifying the need for these new regulations, El Rufai claimed that, quote, most times it is preachers that are the worst culprits, unquote. Read that as Christian preachers and insisted that, quote, before someone can start preaching, he should be very knowledgeable and ha have understanding and experience to preach in a manner that will bring about peaceful coexistence, unquote, as judged by the council. Quote, the council will have to certify whoever wants to preach in Kaduna State as having the requisite knowledge, temperament, experience and foresight, unquote. China, which has invested heavily in Nigeria in recent years, also regulates religious teaching. These re regulations in Kaduna bear an uncanny resemblance to those extremely oppressive laws, both in function and in the government's official reasoning that it is necessary for public safety. Though El Rufai is pitching this as a measure to reduce religiously fueled violence, he himself has a troubling history of fueling religious tensions. El Rufai even claimed in a tweet posted on September 8, 2014, that Christians were behind Boko Haram, funding and controlling it, quote, to tarnish the name of Islam, unquote. In his tweet, he specifically accused the Christian Association of Nigeria and other Christians of being of being behind specific church bombings and shootings. 
Far from a front for CAN, Boko Haram is an Islamist terror group with strong ties to the Islamic State. In the days leading up to his 2019 re-election, El Rufai whipped up public anger and physical violence when he falsely claimed that 130 Fulani had been killed in Kajuru, a local locality near the capital city of Kaduna. The Fulani are a Muslim-majority ethnic group, many including the National Emergency Management Agency and El Rufai's own commissioner of police, denied his claims of an attack on the Fulani. In fact, 11 native Catholics were killed in Kajuru a few days before his comments. Suspected Fulani militants kill, killed 127 people in Kajuru in what were presumably reprisal attacks in the month following El Rufai's statement. In 2012, El Rufai threatened anyone who might challenge the Fulani, even in the line of military duty. Quote, we will write this for all to read. Anyone, soldier or not, that kills the Fulani takes a loan payable one day, no matter how long it takes, unquote, he tweeted. When he took office as governor in 2015, he said, quote, the Fulani have nothing to fear since a Fulani is now government governor of the state, unquote. In an upcoming report, ICC plans to highlight the danger that El Rufai poses to the Christian community and shine a light on his extravagant, wealthy lifestyle. So again, we see where the government just basically doesn't enforce any other laws. Now they're implementing a law from years ago, which is essentially intended to stop Christians from preaching the gospel. And this guy has used lies to try to drum up opposition to the Christians in the area and has literally caused violence by making these false claims. So pray for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria, especially in this area area of Kajuru and the Kaduna state there, which is one of the hotbeds of violence right now against Christians. And that brings us to our world watch list country for this week. We are number tw- or today we are number 26, which is Tunisia. A uh, few facts about Tunisia. The region is in Africa. Persecution type is Islamic oppression. The major religion is Islam. The persecution level is very high. Population of Tunisia is 11,903,000, of which about 23,000 are Christians, which is less than 1%. The government is a parliamentary republic, and the leader is Prime Minister Hishem Melkichi. So what does persecution look like in Tunisia? What is life like for Christians? The average pressure on Christians is at a very high level. Although every aspect of life for a believer involves very high levels of pressure, persecution is highest in family and church life. This is particularly particularly apparent for those Christians who have converted from Islam because of their new because their new faith is opposed sometimes violently by both family and community additionally it is difficult if not impossible for converts from Islam to live out their faith openly if they want to avoid significant pressure and opposition most of these converts choose to hide their faith and cannot openly worship and live their lives as Christians. The hostility and pressure they face from the surrounding community and society make it dangerous to share their faith with their family members, relatives, neighbors, friends, or colleagues. They also find it difficult to gather for worship and fellowship due to the risk of exposure, especially if they are monitored by Tunisian security services. 
Other sources echo this current reality. Priscilla Huang, a writer and journalist with the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, recently conducted an in-depth investigation into the situation of Tunisian Christians. She says Tunisian Christians face discrimination and targeting that is often obscure and hidden to the public eye. It affects their day-to-day lives because of their Christian identities. Many experience job insecurity, abandonment from family, friends, and even fiancés. They are victims of of verbal, mental, and physical abuse. What has changed in Tunisia? Tunisia rose in the rankings this year due to a reported increase in violence against Christians and property owned by Christians. A great number of Christian buildings, houses, and shops owned by Christians were attacked. Additionally, there was an increase in pressure in church life. The situation for Tunisian Christians continues to vary by area. And in some reasons, anti-Christian sentiment against Christians and churches is significant. Also, pressure on Christians, particularly Christian converts, continue to be strong across all aspects of life. So Christians who have converted from Islam have the most to fear, often from their own family members and surrounding society. This is especially true in the country's conservative southern regions. Urban areas and, suspe- and especially the city capital, uh, the capital city of Tunis, offer more op- options for converts to escape this familiar and cultural pressure and live out their live out their faith more openly in the anonymity of the big city. Violent ex- Islamic extremists are also active in the border areas to the south. They will target any Christian, whether foreign or national, if the opportunity arises. Excuse me. Prayer points for Tunisia. There are many lonely believers in Tunisia. Pray for them to find other believers around them to connect with and pray for strong and fruitful fellowships. Pray that the light, peace, and love of Christ would overcome a spirit of intimidation and fear Mm -hmm. that some Tunisian believers are feeling. Pray that Tunisian Christians continue to pray in the spirit to keep their minds free from fear, intimidation, and confusion. Pray for female believers in Tunisia struggling with trauma. Pray for God to bless them. Pray they will find security and help in Christ. Pray for the president of Tunisia who has only been in power for a year. Pray his time in office will bring new freedoms for Christians. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for this time we can to come together and join our voices for to uh, pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith. Lord, we praise you that you've provided for us a social media platform where We can not only come together across vast distances, but we can join together across a span of time as many people will listen or watch this later today, tomorrow, this week, at some other time and still continue to to put their voices with ours as we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. Lord, we pray for uh, those in Tunisia and the Kaduna state where violence is, is, has been ramping up for about the last year and a half. Lord, we pray that you protect the Christians that are there, um, protect those who uh, help them to, to be bold, to continue to proclaim the gospel, even in the face of persecution, um, imprisonment, and so on, Lord, that they would share your gospel and that you would use their witness and their willingness to endure persecution to draw others to yourself in repentance and faith. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Tunisia, those who have no one to worship with, those who are are living out their faith secretly by themselves. Lord, we pray that you would join them together with other believers, that they would have fellowship, be able to let iron sharpen iron, help each other grow in the scripture and in their knowledge of the word, and that you would be glorified in that, Lord. We pray for um, 
your peace to come across this this uh, country, Lord, that Christians would not live in constant fear, but you would give them a peace through your spirit, that they would know that, that you are their protector, that you are there to fight for them. Lord, to help to protect them again against persecution from those around them and that they would see your hand at work in their lives and that you would use all of this to draw others to repentance and faith in you. Father, we do pray for the female believers there that often endure different, uh, more vile, more evil forms of persecution like rape and, and forced abortions and so on, Lord. We pray that you would protect them, that you would bring alongside of them strong Christian men that could walk with them, that could help protect them. Um, and Lord, that you would, again, continue to use this persecution of these people uh, to your glory to draw others to yourself. And Father, we do pray for the president of Tunisia that, that you would turn his heart towards the people, the Christian people, and all other religions, that religious freedoms would abound, but ultimately that our brothers and sisters in Christ who are persecuted because of their faith and are sought out by these groups would be protected and able to worship uh freely as they see fit lord and again it is for your glory and in your name that we pray these things jesus amen amen guys thank you again for taking part in this being part of this with us um with me and uh if you know anybody who'd be willing to join in take 10 to 15 minutes out of their day to pray for our brothers and sisters and to hear stories of persecution around the world to become more aware of what's happening have them come over to the fifth seal page on facebook or they can go to the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube and catch all the content that is released there. Or if they don't have time to watch a video, they can get the download the podcast on MP3 wherever they download their podcast. Whether that's Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, all those places we are there. The Fifth Seal, just look for that podcast. You can download it, take it with you, and still continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ. And as always... Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.